Hello everyone and welcome to the latest of the Echoes Everton podcast. Uh, me, Phil Kirkbride, Greg O'Keefe, Tony Scott and Gavin Buckland. Um, it's been, a, you know, we're still sort of ce- celebrating a, a 6-2 thumping of Sunderland from last weekend and, and there's two sort of main areas that we're going to look at but we're going to start with the attacking prowess that the Blues showed um, and Greg, I mean, it was a reason really to celebrate, wasn't it? And, you know, if you, you know, it's been a long time since Everton and Everton team have attacked with such, you know, so prolifically in yeah. front of goal and and played yeah. so much threat and menace. You know, it's been a long time, and it was great to watch, wasn't it? It was. It was very exciting to watch. It always seems to be Sunderland who get get on the uh, the wrong side and Everton hide. And what well, it was before the last couple of seasons, anyway. Uh, but it was it, it was certainly one that none of us, in, in all honesty, people who listened to the podcast last week certainly didn't expect. No one was predicting a thrashing. Uh, and it was nice to see that when everything clicked and that there's a bit of cons- as Tony said last week a bit of consistency and selection behind Lukaku uh, that we see a real potency to the side and I think we did see that uh, it was thrilling to watch some brilliant moments I'm still raving about that pass from De La Feu into Lukaku then the pass from Lukaku into, Co- Lukaku into Kone yeah. um, some wonderful moments and in that respect an exciting game Tony I mean you know, obviously Kone's grabbed a lot of the headlines for his hat trick. But which of the sort of four attacking players who played most of the game, now listen, Lukaku, Kone, De La Feu and Ross, which one of them impressed you most? I think Rom. I think Rom's been brilliant for Everton this season. I think we to judge a player on the basis of the last 10, 11 games for Everton this season. I think Lukaku has been standout for me by a country mile. He's been hold his hold up play's been he's exceptional now. Yeah. He's been really brilliant. And he's allowing the midfielders now to literally push up and help him out. Delafeu was was outstanding for me. He was outstanding against Arsenal and he's only carrying that on. It's disappointing in the derby to be honest, but he, he took that on to another level. He was really, really good. But if you had to pinpoint me out on one specific player, I'd say Romelu Lukaku he's yeah. been really, really good. Gav, when it when it got to six two, I think everybody in the in the Everton uh, Goodison press box looked in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, to du- just to double check when the last time we uh, we scored six in the league game. And uh, what did you make of it? Again, maybe same question. Who, who were you most impressed with? Uh, I think it's about put it this way: it was two years since we scored four in the Premier League. Right. It was that uh, that long long ago. Um, I, well, I mean, it's a difficult one really after such a fluent attack and display. But you know, please for Aruna or. Yeah. Where do you sit with the roomies? Uh, That's I, I, an Aguero, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you can't. Kone, to me, you mentioned Rom there, but Kone and Rom, you know, don't you? You very hear the very rarely hear the phrase now strike partnership. Do you? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. One of them like uh, phrases that's uh, disappeared from football, but. There was occasions on Sunday where they did look at a genuine slight partnership, which I think is something that does lend something different. And uh, you know, for the first goal, yeah, uh, Coney's first goal, sort of picked up some of the pieces that you were talking about, uh, tell about Ron holding the ball up and yeah. using it intelligently. And I think he, you know, his hat trick was, um, you know, was was three three different goals, but three very good goals. Encapsulate some of the, the attack and play that we've spoken about, about recently that Everton need to do. Ron bringing Lon, Rom in in the first goal, and the second goal, we've been screaming, having me phrases to get one of the two defensive mid- midfielders into the opposition box. And, you know, I think it was McCarthy laid on yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the goal yeah, for yeah. the Kone's second goal, which he'd been saying, 
all you know all season that that's the type of play we need to see not necessarily against the the arsenals and man united to this world, but when we're playing teams yeah. who, who yeah, may yeah. be a little bit more vulnerable in defenses to use those two defensive midfielders a bit more so that was a positive I took yeah. as well from from sunday that seeing james mccarthy bombing on yeah. and and laying on the the assist uh for, for kone who, who out of you know for me was the the main man for yeah. uh on, for sunday no i think that was as you mentioned gab that getting james for the picture something we all mentioned in last week's podcast and you know and, and where his quality sometimes in the ball is questioned and we've we've talked about it i actually think there are times when he, some of his passing is terrific. I mean, that ball he played through for Galloway. Who, who saw that coming? Yeah, you know, yeah. That was a great pass. Yeah. You know. Do you think, Phil, obviously looking to West looking to West Ham, that Roberto will go with that same three? Because we talked yeah. just on it last yeah. week, didn't yeah. the consistency to play that? Yeah. He'll only help Rom. Do you think he'll go with that yeah. Kone Delafeu link again? Well, I would hope so, because I, you would think, logically speaking, that West Ham are at home, they're going to be the team that's going to love to dominate the ball. So Everton, as we've seen this season at Southampton, etc., on the break, on the counter-attack, so it's got to be, you've got to fill that team with pace, haven't you? Yeah. So for me, yes, why not De La Feu, Aruna and Ross behind Rom? I think that's, that would make the obvious fall, wouldn't it? I don't know if mm. you lot agree. It, or... it's, it's interesting, I mean, or will they want the ball? I mean, there's this, there, was well, an, there was an interesting conversation, I think, on, on the telly about home team scoring first early on and then giving them the right to play like the away team yeah. because that's where you can yeah, yeah. you know you can sort of really really take advantage of the opposition's weaknesses so it'd be interesting to see what happens what I would say on on Saturday is they will be watching Lukaku because he always scores <laughs> against them he's, he's played yeah. against them six times six forever time. and they will be watching them and that yeah. might give an advantage you know give somebody else within within the team a yeah. bit more scope to play they'll yeah. be watching his every move and he'll be closely marked on their on Saturday, so look, answer your question. Yeah, we've got to go the yeah. same attack and four, haven't we? Really? Yeah, I think yeah. if, uh, and I agree with you, Gav, that they will be keeping, I'm sure, several sets of eyes very closely on Rom's big six foot three inch frame, which might in turn, and Kone, obviously, now the secret's out there, if you like, see, you know, secret, like, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, His yeah. revival in form. For me, that's when I want to see Ross Barkley step up. Mm. He was impressive on Sunday. Without getting the goal, he probably deserved. I think he's, he's shown this he's got goals in him I fancy I don't know what the price is tipster <laughs> I fancy he's on the spot now it'd be, it'd be about the 8-1 to mark to score I'll the first all goal day, yeah. all day breakfast I fancy Ron as our stats man we'll say 6-6 yeah he scored in all 6 games against yeah. West Ham and if you want a stat in there I know I always put the mockers on it but there's only ever Dixie Dean that's ever scored against the same team in seven consecutive games. And Ooh. being Dixie, he didn't do it against one team, he did it against three. Well, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, a little yeah. bit of modern history you could okay. have on, uh, on, on uh, Saturday. Keep that up, one yeah. of us leave, and uh, yeah. hopefully it's Rom scoring a victory. But, you know, we said there was going to be two parts this podcast, and nobody could, you know, for all the brilliant attacking play on Sunday, and it was really terrific, nobody could ignore the sort of daft goals they haven't conceded again and they were daft Greg where did you think the issues sort of lay with the goals was it, was it concentration was it was it shape was it you know just not being good enough in the air I don't know T- tell me what your thoughts on the, on the goals you conceded were for me you've probably summed up three of the, the main problems there but largely individual concentration um, now the mitigation Murray and Stones is a new partnership at the back but this has been an issue creeping in before. Mori came back into the side. Phil Jagielka had, by his very, very high standards of late, not been 9 out of 10, if you like. Uh, 
but more importantly, the venerable John Stones hadn't been at it. Now I'll leave that because I know a man to my left wants to have a point set about that, which is almost like sacrilege in these quarters when Tony Scott starts calling out John Stones. But I won't say it. But yeah, I do think, as you say, Phil, that needs to improve. It needs to improve fast because, you know, as sure as anything, Slavon Village is going to say, Big Andy Carroll, get crossed into that box top. Yeah. Obviously, you know, what, what I think of John Stones, I wax lyrical about him every single week, but over the last, I'd say, two or three games, he hasn't been nowhere near his best. He was he was blatantly at fault for the Jermaine Defoe's goal, far too casual, just to let Jermaine, one of the most clinical strikers in Premier League history, just to get above him and slot past Tim Howard. So I, I think he really, really needs to, to book his game up. For me, it's the defence which is a massive concern. I spoke to a lot of Everton fans after the game um, in the Goodison Road, and they all came out as if like we just won six two, but they were all they were all concerned. They were all still in shock. Listen, we've got away with one. Don't forget, Sunderland hit the post. Tim Howard made a classic save, and they scored two. So they could have got three yeah. or four quite yeah. easy there on, yeah. on any other day. And there was moments in the match where they were giving us a, a good test in there. Gavin, have we been reminded? Because we, you know, it's easy to get carried away with John, and we've all we've all got huge admiration for him, and, and, and we're delighted that he stayed. But we've we been given reminders, and, and to be fair to Roberto, I spoke to him about John recently, and he said, "Look, he's still a work in progress." Are we being reminded that he is a 21-year-old defender still yeah, learning the game? Absolutely. I mean, the same rules apply to him as well. Probably even more than saying Lukaku's still a 21-year-old striker and still needs to learn his game. In fact, defensively. You know, you mature far later than the striker anyway. Yeah, yeah. So in terms, you know, that's probably not even the best comparison. And, and I think you're right. Um, I think he's been in. He's come back. I mean, I'm not sure whether he's 100 percent fit as well. I, I mean, yeah, it doesn't look it to me. He, yeah, does, yeah, yeah. he doesn't look it. Um, well, how, like how do you mean? Just a bit sluggishness. I, I just, yeah, as yeah, in not fit. Yeah, yeah I, just, 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 just I think you're giving him a bit of an excuse yeah, there because yeah. there's high standards. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm, making excuses for mistakes, but I'm just saying. I'm, I don't know if saying it's true. I think generally, would that stop him from getting ahead? Yeah, he is 21 and I think um, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't like and I don't think this will ever happen you wouldn't like to think that he's believing some of his own publicity and that sometimes like yeah. say the default thing on uh, Sunday actually yeah. the the hard thing was was about the hard difficult thing to do was let the ball go through wasn't the easy yeah. thing was to to, 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 to defend it um, I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, but he has had a lot of plaudits, and being 21, as you say, yeah. you know, sometimes they can sort of influence the way you play the game. I just think defensively, for me, I think the other thing you've got to take into account is we haven't had to settle defence all season. We spoke before, didn't we, about the importance of having a settled front three or four. But we've had we've had this season. We don't think we haven't we haven't had our first choice fullbacks yeah. for start all year. Yeah. We we'll get on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, you know. We've had, um, and when someone's coming at left back, we haven't had the best. You know, Galloway hasn't played every game. Oviedo's played. Seamus hasn't played, yeah. and we've we've had to use you know different number of players. And now Jags is, Jags has been injured, uh, and so you do like a settled back four as well, don't you? And I think that always lends itself to to, to good individual performances. When you start chopping and changing, that's when the sort of defensive shape. You lose that a little bit, and yeah. I think that sometimes contributes towards it. Though that's not an excuse for individual errors. Yeah. I think you've just, in. I think you've just hit the nail on the head, though, with Stones, with what you've said. It's maybe not so much arrogance. It's a bit of a vicious circle. When John, as traditionally, because he's that good, 
done the harder thing than a normal defender would do over the easier thing it's been met with plaudits ripples of applause appreciation oohs ahs yeah, and ultimately he's got the gaze at Chelsea and some of football's the biggest clubs in world football when he when he's in his own six yard box and he drops his shoulder and goes past the striker and passes it out from the back everyone's like this kid he's amazing Yeah. sometimes though is he getting seduced into doing that too often when maturity might yeah, say yeah absolutely Jermaine Jermaine Defoe's on my toes here I just get rid yeah. I do the right thing in every yeah. situation that's been, do you yeah. think that's been too confident well yeah that's what I'm sort yeah. of saying it's a mix of that and getting lured into doing what you know you can do yeah because as you say speaking to Gareth Barry after the game he said 30 seconds to go before half time we've got to realise that we've just got to game see the half out yeah. so it's another lesson another harsh yeah. lesson for him isn't it yeah. you know so, in a yeah. good, it could, it's a good way. To, it's a good thing that has actually happened yeah, for them yeah. in the long run. Yeah. It didn't cost us that much in the long run. No, yeah. it's, it's been luckiest mistakes actually haven't cost them young boys that away. much. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I mean, yeah. he did contribute, to, I think, to the second goal that Arsenal as we spoke about because he tried to dribble out a defence yeah, yeah, that led yeah. to the free kick. Yeah. But I think it's, it's it, in comparison with Ross Barkley, you'd say if Ross was to do the same thing at the side, and maybe what he was doing last season, but maybe. You know, this why it's improved this year is it'd be like shooting when you've got a pass. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like it's, yeah, the, it's yeah. a defensive, it's the young defender's equivalent to that. But when Ross does that, it doesn't really cost the team, does it? Defensively, if you do that, there's a risk that the opposition may score, and I'm thinking it is that. that Which is why, insane. I mean, probably why, for example, David Moyes would never have played a centre back who's no. like less than 25 years old, really. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't go near it. It wasn't his MO. He wanted experienced. You know, veterans at centre back. You look yeah. at his teams over the years. Yeah, yeah. He never really played centre backs yeah. under thirty often. Yeah, yeah. So credit to Martinez for the way he looks at it. But you've got to accept these bumps in the road, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and as part of what we were planning to talk about, it's, it's been sort of briefly mentioned. Um, just across the defence, um, Greg, we'll start with you, mate. Roberto's going to have this huge selection issue in a couple of weeks. Leighton Baines is stepping up his comeback. You know, he'll be fully fit, we believe, after the international break. Oviedo's a setback, but it should only be a couple of weeks. Yeah. Galloway is being superb. And then looking a little bit further ahead, Luke, Luke Garbutt's coming back next season. How do you think. Well, Ford doesn't go into one. No. What, where would you. You know, where do you think he. How we should play this? How should the manager, you know. Make, to set the team up to include as many or, or, or who is the right person to, to be playing? Well I'm going to sound a little bit hypocritical here because I've, I've spoken in recent weeks by how I don't think uh, status or reputation should go ahead of form so uh, what I'm getting at is for example the goalkeeping situation we're not going to go on about that but you saw last season Howard come in when Robles was the man in form, the man with the jersey but I'm going to advocate that Bain should come back into the team ahead of Brendan Galloway now that sounds harsh Brendan's done so well but I think and Neil Jones on the Echo website wrote a really interesting piece we've all to an extent got to hold my hands up personally as well glossed over what a loss Baines has been yeah. for Everton not just his, his defensive now but his assists his, his creating chances his set crosses yeah, set pieces yeah. don't forget it was only a couple of seasons ago he was above you know I think Messi and people like that yeah. for creating chances so that's been a huge loss now, if if he proves to Martinez in this behind-closed-doors friendly fill, as you've reported today, it's going to take place, that he's ready to go, he's ready to go in that team, for me, he goes back to the number three shirt. So my, con- my concern on that, Greg, is what kind of message does that send out to the players again? That I understand your theory on that, Leighton Baines is 
he's brilliant. I, I love him. He's going to create so much going forward. It's the message it sends out to Brendan Galloway himself that he can do no more than what he's done. And then the next minute, as soon as late, yeah, but, but see what you're saying. I, I and then the lad goes back on the bench and doesn't kick a ball until Leighton's injured again. But as, as Galloway, right, being as good, uh, no matter how, he's been a revelation, but he's 19, so we're all saying he's been really good. If he was like 28, would we be saying it? What I'm, what I'm getting at in a clumsy and articulate way is, has he been as good as Baines would have been in that absence? Defending, as a defender, I'd say yes. But yeah. attacking-wise, I'd say no. But don't forget, his, his main job is to defend first before well, yeah. that he's a defender. Yeah, I suppose, and I suppose the argument would be, are Everton in most games struggling for goals and chances? Probably, probably not. Mm. So you know, I'd agree that you know, maybe you've got to keep Brendan in. But and what just happens to Brendan Stewart's late and comes yeah. back? Yeah, yeah. He's a defender at first, a and point. for me, Brendan Galloway's a better defender than Leighton Baines. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. There's many that. times when you've seen, especially last season, the season before, where there's plenty of times where the, where the wing will just knock ball past Baines and the crosses will be flying I, in. I, I Brendan Galloway's a much, much better defender for me. I think they're like, Leighton Baines are going forward, I'll, I'll admit, I'll hold my hands up. But as an out and out defender, Brendan Galloway's better than Leighton Baines. Uh, should have started the podcast with this, could have done the whole 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, with you, I'm with Greg on this. Uh, I think um, if you ask him who is the best best left back at the club, I think Leighton is. I think ben, Ben's in his 19, as you say. You know, it, it's inevitable when you come in that make, you know, you've got to be very, very good at 19 to kind of retain your play. I think, say, Ashley Cole could do that, couldn't he, at left back? He was that good. Um, but there, 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 there are going to be times where you are going to be out of the team. And I think also as well what will influence the decision is the fact that Jags isn't playing as well, so we are short on Naus at the back, full stop. And we started this conversation talking about our defensive frailties, and I think you know that was one of the reasons that he wants. I think Tim Howard came back last week was to bring that experience. And I think with Jags out, bringing Baines in adds a bit more, and I do think it gives us a bit more of an attack and threat in terms of um, assists. I mean, one of the things that we did play very well last week. We've only had, I mean, Jared, uh, I can never say De La Faye, so I'm going to call him Jared for the purpose of the podcast. <laughs> he was only our fifth scorer in the Premier League this season. Only okay. five different players have scored for us in the Premier League. Um, and I think one of the th- reasons for that is something a bit different in terms of an attack and threat, like a set piece, like, like getting, you know, what, what Leighton can supply. And I think, um, and that for those reasons alone, I'd say in here and now, that I put put Leighton in. Whether he's our long term left back See, is a slightly different question. But for me, Leighton's come just, back in. Just trying to get into into reverse I've said then and something you picked up on, um, Gab. I believe from what I understand the reason Oviedo started on Sunday ahead of Galloway, which is a bit of a surprise I think to a lot of people, was for experience because to the left back's right hand side he's got Funes Mori and John Stones partnership that is a partnership in the loosest of terms they've not played together I think the feeling was they needed more experience alongside Funes Mori so maybe you're onto something there when you say yeah. that while Jagielka is out and, he, and the exper- and this left sided centre half isn't the experience one absolutely that may mean it may be an indication that when Baines is fit maybe come Villa on the 21st or whatever it is he might be straight back in yeah, and, and I think I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, and he, he is he is to me the best left back at the club, I and mean, he's one of, and he's one of the best in the country, isn't he? Full stop. And if I was on the outside looking in, 
11, mm. shame. Okay, maybe come back and have a game on the bench and then not in the first team. Leighton Baines on the bench. You know, yeah. you're saying whoever's keeping him out must be top class, which I think Benzin has been great this year and I do support some of your argument, but for me, it's Leighton. Greg, in terms of Manners will have to make a decision sooner or rather than later, but can he delay that decision and maybe ease Leighton back? And I'm thinking maybe getting this behind closed doors friendly, maybe put him on the bench for the Villa game or the Bournemouth game and then Middlesbrough in the Cup, maybe say, right, there you start, let's see how you, you, your ankle is, you know, I mean, could he do that or do you think with Leighton you've just got to put him back in? No, I certainly think that there's no reason to rush him in and, the, you know, whether or not, it was a freak by all accounts, accident in pre-season in exactly the same spot as where he'd had his surgery previously on his ankle that ruled him out in the first place. But if there's a poss- if there's that for me would suggest there's a weakness in the ankle, even though he was fit enough to start pre-season. Get the impression it might be almost psychological as well because it's happened to him twice. Well, maybe. So certainly, and I agree with Tony. That's not to do down Brendan Galloway. His form's been that good. There's no rush to get Baines in. I'm not saying as soon as Leighton can kick a ball. It's it's good uh, good night, uh, Brendan. Thanks everything. See you back in the 21s. Not at all. There's no rush. There's no reason why, as you just said, it can't be. You know, a phased reintroduction. Yeah. I just think what he offers, it's important to get back in the team when the time is right. So I just want to put this to you, man, and we're fast forwarded in, you know, six, seven months, whatever. The situation is come the summer, you'll have Galloway, you'll have Baines. Oviedo's out of contract, so there's an issue. And you've got Galloway. What do you what would you do as the Epic manager in that situation? He's gotta let one of them go, hasn't he? Hmm. For me, and I, we mentioned it the other day um, last week. Javier's got to be let go. He right. just doesn't offer you enough throughout the season for me. The lad's just constantly injured. You want to see him do well. You want to see him kick on, but every single week you go, where is he's on? He's get he's coming off, just niggling injuries, and he just hasn't been the player we want him to be. So I think he's got to let him go, and he's got a he's got a tough choice then between the three: the Agarva, Baines, and Galloway. In theory, then does he say right, Brian? Thank you very much. Cheers for your service. Does he then go right left backs up for grabs? Luke and Leighton, you've come back in, and then does he say to Brendan, long term I see you as a centre half, which I believe is the case, yeah. and then says, right, I'm going to start pushing you into centre half and, and make you challenge, give you experience there? That's yeah, that. I mean, th- th- there is another option, isn't there? And that, I think we've spoken about this before, but she has looked at and has done is moving Leighton inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To, to I think play, you know, to Philip Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. That game against Newcastle when he played there, by the way, you know, people said it was. A, I've heard people say it was a failed experiment. I was with Phil at St James's Park. Yeah, the result, you know, on the day might have not have been what everyone wanted. Yeah. It wasn't a failed experiment for me. I thought Bainsey played really well there. Yeah, yeah. it was his first game there as well. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of moments when I thought he's shown to me his class and the fact that, that he could pass, do it. That one pass for Morales. I mean, if, yeah. you, if, if you're one of your holding midfielders is doing that, you put him in the team, don't you? I mean, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's a that's something that should should be ruled out to be honest with you and I mean I'd like to see it looked at to be honest with you because I think Leighton's got the football and intelligence as need to, to, be able, yeah. Yeah, to, to be able to do that to be honest with you and, and he's still well, he's, he's not even 30 he's just 30 just 31 30, yeah. 31 so he's still got four or five years left in the tank easy and, and to combine that that experience and, and still being relatively young to play that role I think he does well uh, could he in theory do, do the job say Barry got injured could he fill in that role I don't know absolutely um, but managed to said this with Gavin could play till he's 40 <laughs> yeah. so he may, may have a few years but no seriously 
Uh, and I think he could. I think he could do it. And um, you know, it's definitely something that's worth worth looking at. I mean, I've got a few options, as you say, Galloway at centre half. And, and it is a squad game as well, isn't it? You know, we all know that. Um, but it's some interesting choices, but good choices to have though as well. Yeah. I I wonder whether or not you say and sell him one. Hear me out. For me, Luke Garbutt is the third choice left back when he comes back. I know we gave him a contract in the summer, rightly so. How much of that was to get a good price for him when he goes? Because for me, he's not better than Brendan Galloway. And we've just said there's probably five years left in Baines. Hopefully, maybe more. He looks after himself. Mm. These injuries, sadly, he'd had a really good injury-free run as a footballer, um, which is obviously quite rare. Maybe these will take a toll on how long he can go on, but he looks after himself so well that he's going to be on the scene for a lot longer. Yeah. Garbutt's only a left-back. We haven't seen that he's got that potential to do what Galloway can do. I don't know if he's got a future at Everton. Sounds very premature because he's a cracking player. Yeah, but yeah. Do you know I what see, I mean? I can see your point. But just touching touch on Everton's defence as a whole, go, go, looking on to West Ham, Phil Slavin Bilic looking at this game. Yeah. It's only one way possible yeah. you're looking at yeah, well, it. If you, if you look at the goals, well, the majority of the goals have been conceded in the last three games. You know, at least 50% have come from crosses, haven't they? Yeah. So, you know, if, if he's fully fit, you're playing Andy Carroll mm-hmm. and you're putting balls right on the six yard line, right underneath, you know, right on top of Tim Howard. Watch and what Mori did. Yeah, again, you know, of, course, of course you are. Didn't, I mean, you know, you're getting your wingers in, you're putting crosses in the box. I don't, I don't think there'll be any secret. You know, I don't think it'd be from the kickoff. It'd be pretty, pretty straightforward and pretty clear what they're trying to do. But they're yeah. a good team, West Ham, though. So they, you know, it's not just a case of yeah. they'll lump it forward. They yeah. might, they might, you know, they might use Andy to, you know, Andy Carroll to use as like they bring people into the game and Payet's a good player. And, yeah, 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 I mean they have got options, and I think Sacco's injured at the moment. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a doubt over that he's going to be playing. I think they'd rather play him really, to be honest with you. But. Um, yeah, it's a big, t- it's a big test, isn't it, for, for John Stones in particular on uh, on on Saturday uh, at a ground that we traditionally do well. At. I'm not going to mention the stats, so I'm not gonna <laughs> well, you know. I just get the impression it feels like it's going to be a bit of a shootout again in terms yeah. of because I don't think Collins is playing for them. He's suspended. Yeah, is he? yeah, yeah. So they're going to bring in somebody at centre half, you know, no, with not as much experience as Collins. So Rom's going to get chances, but then don't don't keep clean sheets at the minute. It's I think my concern is well, obviously with the crosses coming into the box. Over the past weeks, what I've noticed that the fullbacks are not stopping them. Same as Colm was a prime example league, of that. Yeah. yeah, he just basically let, I don't know, he crossed the ball for something yeah, for the, the goal. Arnold, but it just yeah. it was a free cross. He didn't even throw his leg up to sand block the cross. And the next minute, so that's what West Ham are going to be looking on. As soon as you get that ball, that's whipping in the box because these are vulnerable, and you can sense the crowd, especially at Goodison when crosses and corners and free kicks and set pieces, because they're not being funny. Sunderland were just throwing crosses in the box and getting lots of fun with it. And the next minute, he just stopped. Yeah. And he thought, I don't know, and Sam Allardyce, he must have thought, well, why have we just stopped throwing crosses in the well, box? He, he was quick to wash his hands, the whole display <laughs> afterwards. <isn't> <laughs> yeah. He was like, you know, pretty much, it was now a Sam Allardyce team plays, and not on my watch, it was just one of them. They blamed the previous fellow, and you know, I'll carry on forward. He gives a bit of rosy yeah. cheek, the whole... They'll get thrashed. It wasn't very Sam Allardyce, yeah. was it? Yeah. Well, do you think it is like a coaching thing with fullbacks being? I mean, this we're not the first or? people to mention. I know you know Sky and Monday Night Footy have talked yeah. about it a bit, haven't yeah. they? And yeah, I think I think I think the role of the fullback has changed, isn't it? So your your best defender it comes back to the Baines, so Galloway. Yeah. Your best defender is not necessarily your best fullback because you're looking at the and I do think the game has changed hasn't it generally that it's a less physical sort of get stuck in game as well and um, 
I, th- I think there's a number of reasons that that has changed, and and you know, and, and it was like Rom's cross, wasn't it? On he was allowed to, you know, great cross by the way, wasn't yeah. it? Like, but it was just a relatively yeah. like no no challenge, you know, and and I think. Um, or whether people play the percentages and actually say we can clear the cross anyway and we'd rather do that than you sort of attack and it goes out to a corner I don't yeah. know it's just, well, it's just, just got to be able to clear the cross yeah, 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 Everton yeah. have profited from that mentality West Brom yeah Zerafeus yeah. yeah. when he didn't see crosses you know the yeah. front stood off it Liverpool yeah. as well why don't they do it often enough Phil because obviously you get a, Everton can get joy from cross. decent crosses in the box yeah. I know Roberto's not a, a massive fan of it but if it's effective, why don't they? I think with, I think with Jerry in the team, I think he's he's intent. I think what you saw on Sunday was he tried to test Van Aanholt to the byline a couple of times and went, you know, this lad's a bit quick, and yeah. then just gave himself. He just held off a yard and just started firing crosses, didn't he? Because I, I just think he's I think he's the man that's going to do it. Because you know, on the other side, you'll have maybe have Kone. He's yeah. not going to do it, is he? He yeah. wants to be on the end of them. So mm. I think with him in the team, but obviously they're only going to come from one side, aren't they? So yeah. interesting. But um, great prediction. Yeah, um, they're above us in the league, aren't they? Four points ahead of us yes. at the moment. Yeah, they have had a great start. You know, I'm sure the Albilling grounds has been bouncing this season, no doubt that's helped them. They've got a bright young manager, you know, big name manager for them as well. Some good players, Paggart, as you say. The Payet, sorry, is doing really well. Um, I, I, think, I think I'll take a point now, to be honest with you. Frustrating, because with our records down there, as Gav says, you should be going down there expecting a win, but um, I've got a feeling two all. Everton two, West Ham two. It's only Everton's last game at Upton, well, last league game at Upton Park. It'll be, won't it? What's the score yeah. going to be? I think Everton may sneak this one. West Ham aren't the team that they are. They're really good away from home, play yeah, good yeah. counter-attacking football, but at home, they're struggling. They're not picking up as much points, so... I'm going for a 2-1 Everton victory. Sound like a Carl Pilkington. West Ham are the team that we are. Figure that one out. So, yeah, I'm picking him and Big Rom to get on the score sheet once more again. Of course, yeah. 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 Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go with Tony on this one, oh, I think. 2-1, uh, uh, getting beat 1-0, because that always happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Getting beat 1-0. That's nil. the norm, that, yeah. And, and Rom, Rom to join Dixie. Yeah, in the last couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah, I'm, I think yeah. we'll sign off for the international bait with a draw, but Big Rom will score. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a point. But, uh, What's score then? 1-0. One 1-0. One one yeah, that's what I sense. Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, I have been before. Um, well, thank you very much for listening and uh, stay tuned with the Echo uh, online for all the best news and analysis on the Blues. Nu, de Samsung S9 Plus. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs, check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan.